I am pretty lucky. I'm wearing a sweater today because the AC is up so high. Uh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. wearing like six layers underneath it. Right? <laughs> All right, Breaker Breaker One Niner on the interwebs. Get your ears on for the GMB Fitness Skills Show. Over the next 30 minutes, plus or minus, we're going to be talking about how to get stronger, how to move better, and how to be a better person because, God damn it, that's what really matters. Uh, my name is Andy. Here with me, Ryan Hurst, GMB's head coach, all around badass and good guy. What's up, Brady? man? What's up? <laughs> What's up? All right, I'm all right. I'm I'm wearing my horizontal stripes, so uh, hopefully this will make me look a little fatter. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That's what it's about. Yeah, I like it. That looks good there. That's what you did just the whole time. And maybe if I foreshorten this in the camera there, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, well, we're going to be talking about play and what it means. We talk about playing and the importance of play and exploration and. You you use the word play like it's something that people should already know what the hell you're already talking about, but a lot of them don't, and we get people asking us, well, how the hell am I supposed to play with this when I'm just learning to do it? Or, you know, how do you play with a push-up? Or, you know, stuff like that. So we're going to talk about play, and we're going to talk about uh, play's uh, good-looking older brother practice as well, uh, because you can't have one without the other. So, uh, before that, um, some things that have been going on. Uh, I was just talking to Nate Miyake not long ago. Uh, really great guy. Uh, if you want to know anything about fitness nutrition, Nate is the man to, uh, to listen to. And actually, Ryan was just saying, you are uh, officially back on the Nate Miyake back plan. On back and, on it, man. Uh, back on it. So, uh, good stuff. It, Nate has, has been a friend of Vol- of us for quite a while now and he's helped me out with my nutrition throughout the years and so I'm actually back on um, a plan that he's doing for me so love it and uh, it's just for me it's very easy to do and that's what I like about it um, as far as the lifestyle and of course uh, helps me to do what I need to do so if you don't know anything about Nate um, We'll put a link in there so you can check Nate out. Nate's uh, information out. It's good, really solid, solid stuff. Not just yeah. some kind of fad diet kind of thing. So. No. And so we should mention, you know, you haven't been on uh, Nate's plan for a few months. Uh, and so, you know, obviously we, just with training, there's no nutrition plan that's perfect for anyone. Uh, everything, you know, you have to adjust and find what's appropriate for your goals. So... Obviously, then something changed with your training lately. Right. Uh, without without giving away the farm entirely, you want to talk about that for just a second? Yeah, I, I reevaluated um, my training and what was going on as far as recovery wise, and it just there's so much stuff going on in my life, and so I needed to take a look at how I could still work on my skills and do the things that I want to do without killing myself. Uh, without going crazy, <laughs> yeah. And um, but basically, more importantly, I, I just wasn't getting the proper recovery that I needed, and so I made some some changes to my programming, which so far is looking very good. Um, I'm a little bit reluctant to tell you exactly what I'm doing because it's no secret. It's not like there's any secrets out there. But because I'll blab about it to everyone, yeah. <laughs> cannot trust yeah. me. <laughs> 
I just made some some changes as far as um, how many times I was working out um, a day, uh, and for down how from long. six down from six to five. That's a big change. So, <laughs> but um, changed up the changed up the nutrition and found something. Well, not that I found, but went back um, and actually talked to Nate, and he helped me readjust some things to make sure that I was getting uh, what I need. And actually giving my body a break from eating so much in the morning because it was actually just it wasn't working for me. And we found that um, by this little change, uh, it, it's making a big difference for me right now, which is really cool. So again, just like Andy mentioned, you've got to find something that works for you. And it might be seasonal. That's another That's another thing too. Um, I'm not, I don't just jump from diet to diet. I'm on... A nutrition plan for quite a while and then depending on what I change in my workouts I also need to adjust my nutrition and so it's like that with really with everybody if if you're doing it the way I'm doing it which basically because this is my job I have to be careful and make sure that I am doing whatever I need to do in order to give me the results that I need so uh, thanks to Nate and his program I am now back on track and ready to go Yeah, I mean, I, I also think that's true for, for everyone, really. You don't have to be a professional athlete or a, a fitness professional or anything to, to focus on specific goals or to adjust your training or your nutrition or your lifestyle to things that are going on. I mean, we talk about you know, general fitness, general physical preparedness, GPP. Uh, things like CrossFit are based on the whole idea that you, know, you, you have general fitness that you're trying to achieve that just means you know, stronger, better, faster, or whatever. Um, and, and it's not specific to certain skills. Uh, and there's nothing terribly wrong with that. We tend to focus on specific things. But um, you know, your life is always going to go through cycles and changes, right? And if you have a busy phase at work because of a project or you know, time of year, seasonal, depending on what kind of work you do, or if you have kids that have a school schedule that yeah, you have to change yeah. your lifestyle around. If you live someplace unlike Hawaii where you have to, uh, you know, you, you don't want to be outside for a few months of the year, I am pretty lucky. I'm wearing a sweater today because the AC is up so high. Uh, <laughs> and I'm wearing know. like six layers underneath it. Right? <laughs> But, but yeah, that's the a great point, point though. Being, yeah. though, is we all have cycles and stuff. And so you may not think that some of the things we talk about with cycling, oh, that's not relevant to me because I'm not really working on a specialization skill. I'm not that high level yet or whatever. You know, the thing is your life is in cycles already. Your lifestyle goes through cycles whether you choose to recognize it or not. And personally, I think that your training uh, should fit your lifestyle cycles. Uh, and if you have training goals that are cyclical, then you can try to match those up. But even if you don't, even if you're just doing general training, it, it should fit the cycles that naturally occur. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So find yeah. find something that'll work with your lifestyle and, yeah. and, and do it. Absolutely. So let's just get right into talking about play because this is something that's kind of central to GMB. You know, we started. From the very beginning, we were teaching, you know, here's the exercises, but you want to work towards, you know, a flow uh, routine, being able to put things together in a way. Uh, and we, we made flow routines, but Ryan, you always said from the very beginning that the ultimate goal is to be able to flow without a routine, to be able to move and transition and improvise. 
you know, and so it's not, you know, you learn a routine to be able to learn to improvise. And, you know, my metaphor for that is always music, but, uh, you know, maybe something that people can relate to better and just what, what is play? Because yeah. people ask us all the time, you know? Yeah, play, depending on, of course, the person, because um, if you look at children, let's just look at children first and talk about play, what play is to children. The children don't necessarily, children, at least my kids, don't have a defined movement pattern yet. And what I mean by that is they don't have these, these blinders of, okay, this movement has to look this way, or maybe even if they couldn't do that movement, they don't, just don't have a concept of, of what anything is. So they just move their bodies through space. So if they see something, they just try and climb up on it, or they jump from, from the table to the bed, or whatever they're doing, okay? In their mind, that's play. When we talk about play, mm -hmm. we're talking about taking movements that we've practiced and that we're very, very comfortable with and thinking of how to take those movements and expand upon those movements. So rather than think about um, we're going to do a cartwheel, we're going to do it exactly the way that we've been taught, we take that cartwheel that we've, I don't want to use the term mastered, I, I don't even, you know, because I don't think that we can master anything, I think we're working towards that, but, but we take a movement that we've practiced a lot, and practice is a key word, a lot of practice, and we start to think of out of the box. How can we take that cartwheel and expand, explore, see what other kind of movements we can do? What if we do our head, what if we turn our head this way? What if instead of facing our hips this way, we turn to the outside? We explore. That is the meaning of play. Now, getting into where we're trying to put movements together, this is where things can get difficult because we, we, we kind of have those blinders um, on and we forget that our bodies were meant to move. That's kind of what we're born to do because if you can't move, you can't be productive and there's no point in just put you on a cliff and let you die. So anyway, um, stringing two movements together, and I just want to talk about two movements in the beginning. The most, the most difficult part people have is the transitional phase, the, the in-between point A and B. So it all comes back to practice, 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 practice. Once you can understand one transition, let's say, I want to keep it just very easy. Jeez, um, I don't even know. Walking, you're walking and then you do a lunge, then you stand up and keep walking. Pretty simple stuff. But it's amazing how many people have trouble stringing movements together. And so when we talk about the play aspect, it's not just running around and using the jungle gym and um, rolling around on the ground and doing silly stuff outside. That's good. But when we talk about play, we talk about finding new options so that we can put things together in a better way that we haven't performed before. And this is where it gets tough because I say haven't performed before. It's not that we haven't practiced each individual movement before. It's that we're trying to think of new ways to perform that movement. And so play, again, if we could define it, I don't know, you can help me out with something. Maybe um, 
I don't even want to use the term free form because as soon as we start talking about free form, people start just thinking that um, do Please something. Do whatever come, the hell. Yeah, whatever the hell they want to do, and they just kind of miss it. I would say, oh my goodness, what I don't even know a, a good way because a lot of people mistake the practice and the play. And again, let's just talk about practice one more time. Practice is focusing on one particular movement or a combination of movements in order to perform one pattern. And yeah. so once you get that pattern down, the exploration of that pattern is the play. So, so uh, another way to look at that is, let's say that we take a, a skill that has different progressions, right? Like almost all the, the skills that we, we teach, right? There's the beginner level, and let's just say there's three. There's a beginner, the middle, and the advanced level, all right? There's probably a lot more in between, but uh, just for the sake of simplicity, right? So let's say that you've been practicing for a while, you've made it through the beginner level, and now you're working on the middle level of the skill. Your practice is now the middle level. Uh, you don't practice the beginner level very much anymore. You still come back to it, you know, warm up with it, whatever, but your practice is the middle level. But you probably can't really achieve true play. You can't, you can't when you're practicing on the middle level, you don't have enough. You don't have enough room. You don't have enough leeway to play with it. It takes concentration. You might be at the limits of your mobility or your strength, uh, and you just have to really work at it. But that beginner level is much easier for you. So when you go back and you work and you do the beginner level, you'll find that you don't need as much concentration. Doesn't take as much strength, and you can then maybe play around with it and explore more. So then same thing happens when you move up to the advanced level for practice. Your play is going to be at the middle or the beginner level. Both of those are areas you can play with. So it, it helps to think of it in that way. They're not different skills. It's not that you can play with some things and you can't with others or some things are just exercises and some things are just dicking around. Uh, they all work on the same continuum and practice happens at the edge of your ability. Yes. Play happens at the core of your competence. Okay, and that's really what the difference is. What what practice is means you work at it. What play means is that you play at it, and that you can you can explore different things and try things, and you're you're free to screw up because it's not a, it's not at the edge of your abilities. It's not dangerous for you to screw up at that and level. That's the good, and that's the big point. Is those through these screw ups or these mistakes, which actually aren't even mistakes because they're just something that we've tried. That's where you mm -hmm. learn. By, by doing exactly what you said and taking that basic version or the version that you're very comfortable with and playing with that, new things start to happen. And through these mistakes and these new things that you see, then you start learning. Then you start realizing, mm -hmm. oh, this is possible. And that's what we're after with play yeah. is looking at possibilities so that when we start moving on to something else, we can then add that into our toolbox of movements. I always like what you say about you know music, where you know you practice the scales in the beginning, you practice the notes, but once you yeah. have those down, then you take what you've got those notes and try and string them together in a new way. You're just playing yeah. with the notes. That's where you start to create music, and that's what we're doing here with GMB and all kinds of music. So the basics are those scales, uh, the, the, the notes that we're looking at, and putting those in a, together in a structured way so that we have some sort of, 
of a key that we can pull off of. And a key, I'm not talking about music key, but actually, you know, having... Like a legend. That, that that legend, or, thank you, yes. Yeah. Then we can start taking pieces of that and exploring and trying to put those together. Now, again, it doesn't have to be multiple movements at the same time. It can just be one movement. But that's what we're talking about, play. <clears throat> and so you see all these people recently, and they're performing these awesome movements and everything, and it's just like, wow, there's this wow factor is huge right now. The only reason that they're able to do that is because they had that basic... Uh, the basics down and they stepped up and said I'm going to play with these basics and see what else I can come up with and string things together that's what we're talking about when we talk about play and um, some really beautiful things can happen from that and it doesn't have to be at the advanced level and nor should it if you're not at that level yeah absolutely um, and so yeah that's that's what play is folks it's it's taking the things that you've practiced taking the things that are within your ability and then just exploring them without expectation of what the outcome is going to be and kind of seeing what comes up and you know there's there's not a lot more we can do to explain it it's just like you know how do you how do you explain to a child how to play with legos yeah you know, I mean, you can show them how they fit together and everything. You can teach them, you know, how to read the instructions to make a spaceship. But ultimately, they're going to, they might make the spaceship or not, but ultimately they're going to just play with the damn blocks. And they don't need you to show them that. But you bring up, I mean, that reminds me of when my kids, when they were so little that they weren't even able to hold that Lego. So first they mm -hmm. got to learn how yeah. to hold that Lego. Then they got to learn how to put them together, okay? Then they can mm -hmm. start building things, and that's exactly what we're talking about. So exactly. even children, it's the same way. When my kids, when they play on the monkey bars now, they first they had to learn how to hold on to the bar and then go from one bar to the other. So that's yeah. play. That's play. But, you know, you mentioned Legos, like, my daughter is just a year and a half, and she has these big Duplo blocks, and she just figured out how to stack them, right? Cool. But you know what? She's had them for over a month now. She played with them the whole time. How does she play yes. with them when she can't stack them? She picked them up, and she threw them. She yep. put them in a bucket, and she dumped them out. She, found, she found, found things that she could do with them, that that was her play at that level. And now she can stack them up, and... And so she's starting to play with different ways to stack them up. But so wherever you are with your movements or with your exercise or whatever, you know, play for you is it depends on your own level and what's what's comfortable for you and what you can then mess around with. So nice. yeah, nice. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, yeah, we cover a lot here, and I mean, it is really hard to define exactly what it is. And so, but I think you did bring up a good way to say it is you know to practice at your level, at that basic level for you. And you can play any way you want, really. It's an exploration and figuring out uh, what you can do with it. So, yeah, time. and, you know, you're, you're only limited by, by your creativity in that. And some people might think, well, I'm not creative. Well, you know what? That's why you watch other people who are. Yeah. And you copy their shit, you know? Uh, and when you try to do the things that other people are doing and you apply it to the level and the movements that you do it at, uh, then you'll come up with something that's different. If you watch somebody who's, you know, advanced and you say, oh, well, you know, somebody from a backflip, the next step for them to play with it is to do a twisting flip or to do a backflip while they're running forward or something like that. So maybe you're just working on, you know, squatting if that's all you can do. Well, what if you squat and twist? 
What if you squat and walk forward? It's the same things that you can apply to whatever movement. So if you think you're not creative, copy somebody. It's just like in music, same thing, you know, learning the guitar, you copy who you enjoy, and then from there yep. you learn. And that's also how I learned language. I don't know if you're the same way, but when I was in Niigata, when I was in university, yeah. I, I copied the way that my kendo instructor spoke because I spoke very well. And so, mm. you know, once you learn that, then you can start making it your own. And, um, yeah, that's the way to do it, so. Cool. All right, man. Good stuff. Well, so thanks for watching and listening. And, uh, you know, play with what you can play with. Don't yep. don't think that something you have to wait until you're advanced for. Play with what you can do. Uh, throw the blocks. Put them in a bucket. You know? And uh, show us what you got. Uh, right. I'd love to see, I'd love to see yeah. if you can come up with something that's really that's, uh, interesting and fun for you that uses just very basic stuff. So share it, and that's how we all enrich uh, our experience and our creativity together. All right. Until next time.